You're tuned in to Nerd Overload, your weekly show for video games, movies, TV shows, comics, tech news, and more. Now your hosts, Cody Pinnock, Samantha Cross, Sam Dunham, and Josh Harrison. Jinkies, gang, let's split up and listen to this brand new episode of everyone's favorite pop and geek culture show, Nerd Overload. I'm Cody, and I'm the shaggy of the crew. I'm Sam, and I'm, let's face it, I'm the Fred. <laughs> Ruh-oh. <laughs> I guess I'm the dog. <laughs> that works. Yeah, it works. It works. It it's the hair, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> I'm Samantha. I guess I'm the Velma. I don't know. You're and, like and the Daphne. Yeah, you're I'm, both. I'm mixed. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you're, a com- you're, you're a composite character. <laughs> well, thank you all for tuning in. We have a bunch of news to go over, but first, let's talk about some things we've been checking out. Check it out! Almost forgot. <laughs> See, the one time I was ready for it, and you weren't. Well, I like to keep you guys on your like, toes. I, I always notice you click it. You don't have it set to like hotkeys or anything like that. Oh no, I can just I I can, hmm. but I choose not to. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm old school like that. It's funny when you can see the wind up. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of windups, my my Blazeball team is not doing good. Oh, it's done. The season's over. I know it did. Yeah. They did not do well. The uh, Hellmouth Sunbeams are are season champions this year. They are. Yes. Yes. My my beloved Seattle Garage. I was gonna say nice shirt, nice T-shirt. <laughs> were uh, second. You know they were made all the way to the finals, but they they got beat out by the sunbeams. And yeah, they, by some literal demons. Yeah. <laughs> yep. And the Jazz Hands ended the season just with a middling. <laughs> they they were neither good nor bad. They just were. They didn't go into party time. They did not go into party time. Which is what happens when your team becomes statistically unable to win at any. In any way, yeah. the team enters party time. <laughs> so why do you think they decided to take this week off? Oh, they've got something wild coming they've got... for the, what, whenever the next season is. Yeah. Because the big vote, there's always a vote to change the rules at the end of the season. That's mm-hmm. part of how the game works. The big vote was a variety of things to do with the forbidden book. Yes, which yes. In Blazeball lore, and we're going deep into Blazeball again. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm, I'm not sorry. Go it, go for it. That's when they opened the Forbidden Book as a vote. That's when the game got weird. Oh, okay. That's when people started getting incinerated by rogue umpires, <laughs> and all the weird stuff started happening. Wait, so it was just baseball before they opened a magic book? More or less. Kinda. Yeah, b- baseball with funny names. Yeah. So now I forget what votes won. I know the number one one was to eat the forbidden book. I know. I put my votes behind eat the forbidden book. Yeah, I did too. Yeah. <laughs> and it, it was won. It was the funniest of the list of things to do to the forbidden book. So we don't know. Some big rule change is Something's going to happen. Yeah. What if the rule change is it becomes football because it's winter? <laughs> football. Yeah, football. <laughs> a brand new sport. Splitball. You said sport. Yeah, there. It's a baseball is a sport. It's a sport. Yeah. <laughs> and I have not researched this stuff at all. You're oh, like, there's you're, so much. You're like head deep into it. There's a good like 
20-minute video that explains the entire history of, like, every season up to the 8th. Yeah. That is actually really good watching. Wow. If you want to know, <laughs> know the story, the intricate lore of baseball. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought reading the Semarillion was bad. <laughs> Well, uh, for this week, the only thing I've really checked out, uh, and it's something that we'll get into later on in the show, but there was a demo for the new Legends of Zelda game that dropped just the other day, and I have played it just long enough to go, yeah, this is definitely a Muso, and I still am not sure if I like it or not. <laughs> And it's you know it's nothing against the 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 story of the game or the look or the feel or anything like that. It's all great. It's just a type of video game that I typically don't do well with. <laughs> I just don't I just don't like it very well, much. This one seems to have more story behind it than your standard like style of game like that. Sure, most but, of them. But again, are... the story's not what I'm worried about. It's the mechanics that yeah. I just I just don't like. Hey, quick! Run over here and slash a million things, and then run over there and slash a million things, yeah. and it's fight things here while you're worried about something happening over here that you have little to no control over. Exactly, <laughs> exactly, and it just it's it's not something that I typically gravitate towards. But I like the story of the Breath, Breath of, of the, the Wild, Wild Zelda universe and want to know what's going on. That's some lore for you, right there. Yeah. Um, enough that I'm kind of having to fight through it. And this this demo is relatively long. It's the whole first chapter of the game, oh. which is pretty cool. So I'll definitely, I'm definitely going to sit through the, the demo and decide from there what I want to do. But uh, well, we'll get into it a little more yeah, yeah. when yeah. You know, later in the show. I still haven't played it yet. I'm just not that excited about it, to be honest. Yeah. Like, I feel like I should be, but I'm just... Eh, just, I'm really excited. I'm me. excited from a story aspect of it, but you know, I've played a handful of the Warriors games, the Dynasty Warriors, or Dynasty whatever. Warriors, Samurai Warriors, Gundam Warriors. <laughs> um, yeah, they made two of those. Oh, I believe it. I'm surprised they haven't made like a Sanrio one. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, kitty, just bashing a bunch of people. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, unlockable Agretzko. Ooh, that'd be awesome. That'd be really awesome. She'd be, yep. she'd be OP compared she, to... She would, what, like yes. Kropi or... Yep. <laughs> like <laughs> Bad Smaru. <laughs> Somebody's phone's ringing. Yeah, I'm getting a phone call. Actually, it's Tom. We watched Friday the 13th last night, like the original original one. Oh, yeah, okay. Neither of yeah. us has seen it. I think I've seen it as a child and I don't remember <laughs> so this is like a mini no I haven't seen that we're gonna nice okay let's podcast hear it within a podcast oh wow um, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> oh you got a button for that I do I I thought you had an air horn in there uh it's somewhere I I moved problem is I moved all these around <laughs> and now I forget where all the buttons are the moment is passed <laughs> <laughs> Sound like a dead. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I thought it was fine. Yeah. I was. I didn't know the the twist that it was not the uh, the. Should you spoil this? Oh, it's like from the seventies. <laughs> I didn't know the twist that it was not the uh, overall coveralls wearing machete man in the end. 
it was his mommy. Oh yeah, the whole time. Yep. And honestly, it was kind of a letdown. Yeah. I wanted to see that the Jason man. And also, I knew about the part where he shoots out of the water at the end. Mm-hmm. So that didn't get me either. Like, I saw that in, you know, 50 different horror movie documentaries where they talk about good stuff in horror movies. And I, so I've seen that scene before. Yeah. Well, you know, that, that guy that played the kid that shot out of the water at the end, he is a heavy metal. He's he's built his career out of going to cons and saying that claiming that he is the original Jason. In <laughs> fact, he has a metal band that he plays at horror conventions called Original Jason, <laughs> of which he is the bad lead singer and <laughs> and lead guitarist of. I mean, he's just like a, a kid with barnacles all over. Yeah, him. Like pretty it much. Not really. He didn't do a whole lot for me. Yeah. Uh, some of the kills were were fun and mm-hmm. gross. So that was good, but like, yeah, I don't know. It was all right. The Friday the Thirteenth movies are interesting in that the there's until we get about halfway through the series, there's no internal consistency with the with Jason. Huh. Like in number two, he's um, it's supposed to have taken place like a, a week or two later, and yet he is now a, a full adult man <laughs> wearing a sack over his head. Don't There's, spoil it too much because okay. I got it in the docket to oh, go. Oh, you've got it. Like okay. as soon as we get home. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, I guess uh, what I'll say then is um, once we hit, I think it's six or seven. Uh, there's an actor uh, named Kane Hodder who ends up playing Jason, and he's he's a stuntman. Prior to that, it's just different stuntmen and, and costumes. There's no internal consistency, but Kane Hodder really brought like the iconic slow moving lumbering never runs anywhere just kind of <laughs> appears and just kind of you know standing there and shaking off hits from from his victims or what have you whereas before you have running jason and this that and the other there's one where the step the stuntman was like a 50 or 60 year old man <laughs> and there are scenes in which he's running and you look you take one look at him and go that's an old man running <laughs> Well, like, it's the stuntman who played Jason in, it's three or four. One of his earliest credits was the creature of the Black Lagoon. Good Lord. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And no, he's like fast Jason running around and he's like doing his old man, 60 year old trot. Uh, so, yeah. But no, um, it's, you know, I'll be interested to see what how uh, how you like the the rest of the series. It goes full camp by the time it gets to uh, Jason, uh, Jason of Manhattan. Oh, yeah. You can't have a movie called, like, Jason Goes to Manhattan without it being, like, full camp. Oh, yeah. Or is it, it Takes Manhattan? Jason is it, like, takes, the Muppets? Jason Takes Manhattan. Did he have to take it back from the Muppets? I think he had to <laughs> fight the Muppets in that one. Yeah. I'll tell you, it's like, as far as, like, movie, like... I don't know, horror movie monsters go or whatever. Jason has some of the most like just brutal ways of like killing teenagers. And a lot of that, a lot of that's Kane Hodder. I think a lot of that is that because some of the other ones are, Oh, it's, it's just knife. Yeah. Well, that, that's it's like, it's that's just like, big knife. That's yeah. a, that's all of like the Halloween movies is just people getting stabbed. Yeah. Well, I thought Halloween was better. I'm going to compare this. Yeah. I thought the original Halloween was a lot better. Scarier. Yeah. I I think if you're looking at like a line graph of the two franchises, I think as 
time goes on, the uh, Friday the 13th movies get better. Like it curves upward while because the, they get the campier. Halloween as, because they get campier and because they kind of get more of an idea of what's going on with it. And while that's happening, the uh, Halloween movies kind of start to kind of go <laughs> down. Worse. Yes. Like, and then Freddy's in there somewhere. <laughs> oh, Freddy is in a class of his own. Like, oh, yes. I, I have seen those a good number of those movies. But have you seen Freddy versus Jason? I have not. Okay. But now I guess I could. I remember, could. I re- I remember <laughs> yeah. when that came out. Mm-hmm. And then they talked about doing a, a Chucky versus the Leprechaun. <laughs> they did talk about Chucky versus the Leprechaun. Yeah. There's that's, a, that's very a whole thing. Good Matt McMuscles, what happened about uh, Freddy versus yes. Jason that just came out. It just came out. It's very good. Yeah. 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 I'll um, watch that. Man, like one of the ones that like really sticks out with me uh, was Jason is like when he grabs like a guy in a, in a sleeping bag and just and just ba- bashes the <laughs> against a tree. Yeah, he just picks it up and just like slams it against a tree. Yeah, that's. Oh, wow. There's just a lot of slit throats in the first movie, and it's gross. Like, yeah, like later, like later franchise Jason is this brutal and horrible. Yeah, well, the after he comes back to lo- back from hell. Yeah, as a supernatural being and not just big deformed man. <laughs> yeah. When, when he's literally a monster. Yeah. I think my favorite, like, classic gross horror franchise is still um, Texas Chainsaw, though. Mm. That movie is just is wild. Yeah, oh. that one's got all sorts <laughs> yeah. of... Oh, man. Nicole sent me this fan art picture of the Sailor Scouts as various... <laughs> horror movie icons <laughs> and Sailor Moon is Leatherface and her <laughs> skirt is made out of stitched together flesh. Oh, jeez. Oh. I'm like, oh. Uh. I, I really like, like, the character of Leatherface because he has a lot going on. It's like, <laughs> you kind of feel bad for him in, in a way that, like, he, I mean, he's obviously kind of... Yeah, no, I know what you mean. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, like, you can't help but think, like, is he an evil guy or is he just this way because the rest of his family is evil? Is it a and... nature versus nurture kind of situation yeah. or what's what's going on? I mean, yeah. he's definitely one of the ones that like, you know, he may not necessarily, if the avenues were different, he might not have necessarily been a slasher villain. <laughs> yeah. Right. Well, even, <laughs> even the second movie, like it kind of plays like, well, he's kind of, he's capable of love, I guess. Yeah, like, yeah. Also, the second movie is great, and it gets campy, but also still wild and gross. Like, I don't know. You want to talk camp? Jason X. Oh. Is the, that the space one? Yes. Yeah, the space one. <laughs> yeah. He just wanted his machete back. That is literally a line in the movie. Yeah. Uh, I couldn't. That is, that is camp to a level that I cannot... I, that's I can't like sci-fi original that's, movie. Camp. That's beyond. Oh, it is. It's, yeah. Went it's to beyond theaters. the point yeah, where that's the stinky cheese. Yeah. But then you got like the leprechaun movies where the first one is really, really good. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, it just ramps it up. Like and by the end, WWE's Hornswoggle is playing the <laughs> leprechaun. <laughs> yep. He is the leprechaun in the sixth or seventh movie. Well, the, yes. Elm, the Elm street movies like careen straight toward comedy by like the, Third. Yeah. Well, yeah, but that, a lot of that is, um, oh, what's his name? Robert England. Robert England. Hamming it up. Yeah. yeah, a lot of it's that. I, I like the third one because it's got the 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 wannabe comic book artist guy. Oh yeah. And he has that really cool sequence. Oh yeah, the Dream Warriors. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> I like. I thought a new nightmare was cool. 
Yeah. It was neat. It was a cool idea. It's very meta. Mm-hmm. Have you seen New Nightmare? We no. should have. We should watch New Nightmare. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Add that to the list. I'm. That was funny when we start. I'm like, oh, this is that movie. Oh. Oh, this yeah, is the, yeah, that's this the, it's is that movie. Ah, uh, uh, movie. Well, well, you know, do you know what the ch- 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 really is? Uh, when um, there was I won't. I forget if it's that movie or if it's the second one. It's a flashback, and he's like saying, Ki- uh, "Killer mommy, killer." It's it's Jason going. That's seriously that yeah. was. That was the thought process behind that was he was saying the first couple of, you know, syllables from huh. from that. Yeah. So it has a reason. It has a reason. There's a reason behind it. Hmm. We, we hit just a lot of real stinker horror movies, <laughs> and I can't remember. They were so bad, I don't remember what they were. That's the oh, thing with yeah. horror movies. Like, there are, like, like, there are the good ones. And then there's a huge mountain pile yeah. of just rotten garbage. Oh, oh, bad stuff. Like, we, we were having real bad luck for a couple days there, and I can't remember any of them. Like, as far as, like, any genre of movie goes, there are more just people who just want to make a dumb movie, and they're just like, well, let's just make it a horror movie. Horror movies are easy. Shooting out in the in the w- wilderness is easy. <laughs> we had the, that evil eye one. Oh, yeah. That was, like... It was more. It was one of the Blumhouse ones that Amazon paid for. Oh yeah, okay. Like the other that Nocturne that we watched. Yes. But we didn't even make it all the way through it. Really? So it, it was, was like, like a life. It was like a lifetime movie. Yeah, like, it was like a lifetime Indian romantic comedy. We didn't even get to any scary stuff yet, and we watched it for like <laughs> I don't know an more, hour. Yeah, more than half of it. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Huh. It just, it stunk on ice. <laughs> <laughs> and it stars the Indian lady from the uh, progressive sign spinner commercials. That girl, the girlfriend. Oh. The girlfriend, the, the very uninterested looking girlfriend that's in all of them. Okay, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Where the guy's like, like, he's like, I think my arms are getting bigger yes. from, from like spinning the signs. Oh, yes, yes. Yeah, she's the star of this movie. <laughs> oh, man. I mean, she did fine. Yeah, but... it wasn't her fault. It stunk. The script was awful. <laughs> <laughs> it was like the whole first like hour of the movie is just her and her mom on the phone and her mom telling her that she needs to get married. And then she gets a boyfriend and their mom's like, well, maybe don't rush into it. And it's like, are we going to get any scares anytime soon? Is this going to get spooky? I don't know, because I got bored and turned it off. The the, the re- real spookiness is matrimony. <laughs> yeah. Ooh. What's her face was in it, too? Oh, uh, Anjali Bimani of uh, Overwatch. Oh, okay, yeah. Uh, oh, is Symmetra. Symmetra? Yeah, she, Symmetra. she yep. had a small role in it. Huh. Well, not that small. She was on there in it a couple times, and she's fantastic, but she didn't like, save this stinker. Thinking about, <laughs> like, horror movies and stuff, I just thought of the uh, the sequel to The Collector, The Collection. No? Nope. Nope. Nothing. Well, I think the only reason I, I ever think about it is because a, a girl I went to school with stars in it. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Uh, her name is uh, well, she, and her her acting name is Emma Fitzpatrick. Mm. But you know, when she went to school, she was Emily Fitzpatrick. Mm. She was in she's in that she was in um, oh that movie about that name sounds really familiar. She was in that movie about um, where you pay for things with time. Had 
About time? About time. Yeah, it had Justin Timberlake and stuff in Justin it. Justin Timberlake wakes up with a million years on his arm or something yeah, yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. she's in that. Oh, nice. Um, I think she was also in a music video for... Oh, God, I don't remember if it was like... We'll just say White Snake. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm old, but I'm not that old. <laughs> I just wanted to say White Snake. <laughs> Might have been Uncle Cracker, I think. Oh, oh, nice! Wow, okay, <laughs> yeah. yeah, there we go. All right, yeah, I don't remember. But yeah, yeah, it's. I watched part of that movie once, and I was like, mm-hmm. "It's." I mean, it's interesting because, like, it's uh, about a guy like he kidnaps people and keeps like keeps them like in a box or something. I think that's why it's called the collection. Oh. I never watched the original movie because it, it was like a remake of a weird Russian horror movie or something. Ah, gotcha. Yeah. My, my thought behind watching this Blumhouse movie was I'm like, well, most of the Blumhouse movies at least hit a borderline level. They're at least okay. Quality. Yeah. But uh, this Uh-oh. one uh, blew that that uh, notion out of the water. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just bad. Oh, so bad. <laughs> uh, we watched the, the, it wasn't the curse of La Llorona. It was just La Llorona. I think the good. The good one of the two. There's two La Llorona movies mm. that came out the same that year. Came out the same year. Yeah, one of them is a actually in Spanish good one, and then the other one is like a Hollywood like apparently real bad stinker. <laughs> uh, we watched the the good one, and it was just de- more depressing than it was scary. It's, surprise! It's about war crimes. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> fun. Yeah, it's about uh, a a. A general that that committed war crimes in uh, Guatemala, I think, and him being haunted by all his victims. Huh. So it was, you know, just kind of more depressing than anything. Yeah, I mean, wow. Pan's Labyrinth is essentially about fascism in Spain. But it wasn't. I wouldn't say it was bad either. It was pretty well done. It was yeah. just depressing. Not what, just it not was, what I was looking for. It's kind of creepy. She- but, yeah. That lady was. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, we have time for one more real quick one, and we need some. We need a happy one. Someone. <laughs> someone with a happy one. Got to go out on a high note. I mean, I got married. Woo! Hey! Congratulations! Congratulations. Well, oh, woo! He's, he's exploding. Oh, sneeze! It hurt. <laughs> but yeah, I got married on uh, the twenty fourth, and other than being a little cold, I thought it was a very good ceremony. It was it excellent. Was. Yeah. Yeah, no, it was a lot of fun, and you know, congratulations! Thanks for uh, thanks for inviting us yeah. out to it. It looked nice, and it was cozy and and uh, so, very autumnal, and yes. so much food. Yes, there was <laughs> a, lot of, a lot of food. Very good. Food. My mom went shredded nuts. chicken sandwiches were were delicious. Yeah. Oh yeah, my my aunt Mitt does make a really good shredded chicken. That was yes, but uh, but no, congrats, man. I mean, yeah. I'm super happy about it, and she's so she's super happy, and well, good good. Now we got all the happiness in the world to look forward to there we go yep. all right well on that happy note let's go ahead and take a break and when we come back we'll get into some news Woo! Hit it! i wouldn't change places with anyone tonight we'll carve pumpkin faces and watch the witches flight Every human heart will shudder Every soul will shake with fear Tonight The creepiest Tonight 
That was Tim Curry's Halloween song from The Worst Witch because it Halloween. Yeah. I mean, we probably should have said more about it up at the beginning of the show, but it's Halloween. It's Halloween. Spooky. Ooh. That was the lightning. Yeah, that's, no, that's I, it. Yeah. I got what you were putting down. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, hey, let's go ahead and get into some news. But no, first, you guys have another check them out. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. We watched, that was uh, a good cut. Thanks. Yeah, we watched The Witches, the yeah. new one, the remake. Yeah, let's talk about The Witches. With Anne Hathaway, and it was really good. Yeah, I enjoyed it. I really liked the trailers they had put out for it. Um, it looked really interesting and good. I, and I remember the original book, and I remember liking that. So, I mean, I, I liked the original movie. I mean, it's been a really really long time since i've watched it i mean the the kid is is cute octavia spencer spencer is fantastic is a fantastic grandma and um oh my god i'm blanking it's got the tooch yeah it's got stanley tucci yeah can't go wrong with the tooch (laughs) he's got the tooch he's got the power he's like the guy that runs the the hotel and is just like nervous having to deal with these witches yeah and uh, anne hathaway is just amazing she just is eating it up from the very moment she walks into the film until the very end hamming it up like chewing on the scenery it, she's fantastic that's i mean that's I, I always enjoy her as, as an actress mm-hmm. uh, like that was like next level yeah <laughs> like when she was in like les mis i was like 
don't cry. (laughs) (laughs) And it's not afraid to get like kind of gross and kind of body horror. I mean, the kids can handle it. That's fine. The original movie was like that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's the the best part is it it doesn't talk down to kids in the very in the roll doll fashion. Yes. It doesn't treat kids like they're not smart. Yeah. And even even the ending like kinds of ends on I don't want to say a down note, but it doesn't it doesn't t- put a bow on it like most kids movies do. And that's and that's totally fine. Again, I I really think kids can handle that kind of stuff. They don't need to be pandered and like talked down to constantly. They can they can handle a little bit of weird and a little bit of uh, bummer every now and then. So yeah. it, it's a very it's a very good kids movie, and it's a very good movie that I think adults can enjoy oh, yeah. too because of that. Yeah, and that's good. That's good. And the you know the special effects are very good, and it just it's it's a lot of fun. Uh, Chris Rock does the narration; he's the adult version of the kid. Oh, that's cool. And he's <laughs> he's pretty funny. Oh yeah. Yeah, that's cool. Well, he was the he was the narrator in the uh, commercials as well, and oh, uh, yeah. I I like the commercials a lot. Uh, how was the music in it? Because I, again the uh, the commercial used, uh, um, I said, I'll be there or oh, something like oh, that. Yeah, it had really good. Oh, yeah, yeah. It had a lot of good, uh, was it 60s? It takes place in the 60s. 60s kind of time period, like appropriate Mo- music. Oh, yeah. Motown. Motown R&D stuff. That's, see, that's stuff. really cool. Yeah, yeah I like that. Really, there was a lot of that, and it was really good. I didn't think about that, yeah. but it, well, I it had a very good it. soundtrack. Yeah. Cool. Well, cool. All right. marks all around. Yeah. <laughs> Would you give it the, the old seal of approval? Yes, absolutely. Okay. (laughs) All right. So, hey, let's go ahead and get into our news now. Somewhere over the rainbow. Just so you know, that's a recording of me. I didn't just do that. <laughs> Sam has me on the soundboard. Hey, listen, the week I was gone, you guys said a lot of wild stuff in your in, in your pregame, and I just want to make you aware of that. Great. He's, he's got a loaded weapon. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. So, hey, let's go ahead and get into some of this uh, news. Do we want to get the big stuff out of the way first? The uh, Nintendo Partner Direct? Yeah, let's go for it. We got a whole pile this yeah. week for once. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> So, uh, so yeah, Nintendo had their, what they said was they're going to be their last partner direct of the year. Now, that doesn't mean it's they're going to be their last direct of the year. Um, I have a sneaking suspicion there's one I right s- around the corner, like, yep. next I mean, week. Next week. I mean, the holiday season is coming, yeah. and that's when they dump a lot of stuff. It'd be dumb not to, I think, Yeah. Well, they, it's the, one, the one thing that they haven't spoken about are first-party games outside of the Mario 35 stuff. Uh, so this would be the time to announce a lot of that stuff. If they get a hot announcement in there, it'll push a lot of switches over the oh, holidays. Oh yes, oh yes. Uh, which they're oh. going to push a lot of switches over the holidays, regardless. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> as long as as long holidays, as they put yeah. out enough out, because in holidays past, there's not been enough. Yeah. So uh, anyway, let's uh, let's go down the list here and talk about some of the stuff they they uh, went over. Uh, so No More Heroes three has a release date. Is that correct? Next year. Yeah. Well, that's fine. Yeah, and also they released the first two games on the Switch. They ported them to the Switch, mm-hmm. um, which is great. They're both two really good games. Uh, the first one a little better than the second one. Um, get these ports. They're very good. I've been playing the first one through again, and it's a good time. 
Um, if you like an action hack and slash and uh, dumb comedy and very stylish visuals. It's stylish is definitely the way to describe it. It's It looks very good, and it is kind of goofy. I might talk about it more next week. Oh, sure. Know. Yeah. If, if I'm hurting for a check it out, I might go back to this well. Absolutely, but yeah. get it. Get the game. It's cool. <laughs> Uh, they also announced that uh, Control and uh, Hitman Cloud. Yes, they, these are two, you know, hardcore, big, good graphics games that would no way run on the Switch, but they've they've created some sort of specialized cloud service for these two games that mm-hmm. lets you stream them directly to your Switch. And I haven't had a chance to try it yet. I, I downloaded Control... <laughs> And I tried to play it, and there was a queue of a thousand people long. Whoa! <laughs> and this was like like twenty minutes. After oh, okay, it. yeah. So I don't know how well it works. I mean, I'm sure it matters if your how good your connection is. Mm-hmm. But it's a good idea. Yeah. Do you think if this works, do you think we'll see more games as a cloud-based service on the Switch to kind of get around the uh, the graphical limitations of the device itself? Yeah, I I think it's. It's the future of things, probably. Yeah. Yeah, more or less. I mean, PlayStation's been doing it a while with their PlayStation Now service. Yeah, Yeah, true. Yeah. And Stadia is still is a thing. (laughs) uh, Unfortunately. (laughs) Actually, I played with... uh, There's a new Pac-Man game that's a Battle Royale. Oh, really? uh, On Stadia that just came out, and you can play it for free. And I tried it, and it felt fine like there wasn't a whole lot of noticeable lag for me hmm. i mean i have a fairly beefy internet connection but i mean it worked for it worked fine oh that's cool yeah it's interesting that stadia is still around and uh, amazon just started their new thing too didn't they yeah the, amazon luna the luna yeah so i'm interested in seeing how that how that works out uh, control is a fantastic game well hitman is also a great game too they're both yeah. really good but especially control I like Wh- which which hitman is it three okay Okay. Uh, next up on the list is Story of Seasons, and I I know it was the the franchise was out before um, Stardew Valley, but boy oh boy, it just looks like Stardew Valley, just three D Stardew Valley. Well, yeah, it's I mean it's Harvest Moon. Yeah, well that's Story of that's Seasons true. is Harvest Moon. Mm. It just is a different name. Yeah, there's a there's a weird history there mm. with the. Okay. I think Namco, not Namco. Natsume owns the name Harvest Moon, but they don't own the people who made Harvest Moon. So this is the original creators making a game. Oh, it's just not called Harvest but Moon. It's, but it's Harvest Moon. Yeah. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Okay, yeah. I mean, it's very much Stardew, but it looks good. I yeah. mean, I don't want to diss on Stardew's graphics because it's like... Unique. Yeah, and I don't do you know much better <laughs> myself. But I've never found Stardew all that appealing looking. Yeah. There are bits and pieces of it that I like. Uh, like the um, the headshot, like pixel uh, drawings and stuff like that. I like. Hmm. But some of the stuff, yeah, I agree with you. But that's cool. Yes. Yeah, you know, more farming simulator. Yeah. Whatever. That's awesome. Um, they had, like I mentioned in my check-em, the um, Hyrule Warriors Age of Calamity demo. 
I don't know how much further we can get into yeah. that. It's it's I'm, a demo. They showed footage. You get to drive those big, big. Uh, oh, the Guardian Beast. The Guardian Beast. Yeah. yeah. So there's going to be some mech action combat. And in that's there. and that's a selling point. Yeah. That is definitely a selling point. Also, we're seeing a lot of characters that are elderly, tiny, elderly people in the main game as adult, like full size adult people in this one. Um, Are you talking about Impa? I'm talking about Impa. I'm talking about the science, the lady science lady, and, science and the science guy. Yeah. I, as soon as I saw the science lady, I was like, "Oh, I remember her. I love her." Yeah. <laughs> like I completely forgot. They're, yeah, about they're, that they're, they're such minor characters, and yet, yes, yes. Baby uh, grandma. Yeah, the yep. baby grandma. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What are some of these other ones? Um, Immortals is Ubisoft's new open world greek mythology thing mm. which uh i don't know the hot greek mythology game right now is hades it's hades yeah, yeah. which i still haven't played all i hear is good things i've heard nothing but good things but i yeah haven't dug into it tempted i mean it's a it's a roguelike so i mean it's kind of evergreen yeah yeah but uh immortals is not it looks it's a ubisoft open world game that's all they make anymore uh, <laughs> this one looks at least a little more interesting um it's very it looks breath of the wild inspired while also still being you know greek mythology and ubisoft so i don't know i feel like they should have did some kind of kid icarus brand deal <laughs> like they did with starlink and starfox oh yeah like yeah. i kind of half expected it because it would fit i mean pit would fit right in there but uh, i don't know it looks neat like if it reviews good i'll i'd maybe get it but i'm not not super excited about it. I mean, I can play Genshin Impact too if I want to play, or I could just play uh, Zelda. <laughs> yeah, you could just play Zelda. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, so, someone tell me bre- why I should care about Bravely Default Two when I did not care much for D- Bravely Default One or Bravely Second. <laughs> well, that's a that's a great way to go. It's in. a loaded that's question. Really, that's a really positive way to go into. Yeah, it. I know. I don't like Brave. I, they they look like precious moments, children. I don't like them. I don't like the art. <laughs> They look. They're. They have different. They look different than they did in the okay. original game. Yeah, they, they're All a right. little more. Okay, I'm being unfair to Bravely Default Two. What? Uh, what is? What's the? What's going on with Bravely Default Two? It's. It's a Final Fantasy. Yeah. <laughs> like one of the old ones. Yeah. It very much like that's the point. It's kind of a retro JRPG style thing, but it looks nice, and uh, has that good job system in there again. I don't know. I'm kind of excited about it. I never finished the other two games, but I never played any of them, so I, I, got, like, I got no dog in this yeah, race. I like JRPGs, so I do it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. Last one we have here on the list is uh, Part Time UFO. Now this looks pretty fun. It looks kind of goofy fun from How Laboratories, yeah, right? The, the Kirby the guys. Kirby people. Yeah. It was a phone game first. Oh, it was. I didn't know. Yeah, that. and now there's a full fledged Switch version where you're a little UFO with a a crane machine arm on it and you move stuff around completing small jobs for people. And that, that's cool. It, it looks has, it has a cute pixel art style that looks mm-hmm. good. There was some Kirby references in there in the trailer. <laughs> well, the UFO looks like UFO Kirby from some of the later games. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. And how always makes a good game. So. They do. They, they, they do quality work. Cool. Well, that's uh, that was the Nintendo Partner Direct. Like like we said, the chances are there's going to be at least one more of these here in the next week or two, more than likely. 
So I'm sure we'll cover that when it uh, when it hits. There was a couple other things in there too that we skipped. Because, yeah. I mean, I think they're, they're putting Tropico on the Switch. Oh yeah, Tropico Six. Yeah, yeah. I've, oh. I haven't played any of those, and it sounds like an orange juice. So the only the only <laughs> Tropico I have ever played was Tropico. Uh, pirate island it's naturally a, it's a full <laughs> it's a full pirate themed tropico game it came out after the first tropico game mm. it's a island simulator kind of thing build buildings you know it's almost like it's in the a vi- fidel castro simulator uh, oh, fun <laughs> i mean it's it's kind of like in the vein of like uh back when like roller coaster tycoons and stuff like that because like your residents have needs and desires or whatever yeah, and you, you you run your own cuba basically mm. yeah. well, <laughs> island whatever yeah uh, all right so hey let's move on to some of this other news so uh josh tell us tell, about that dragon lance tell us about a dragon lance <laughs> okay so dragon lance is a long running uh fantasy book setting genre basically it's been around since the 80s uh written by uh Tracy Hickman and uh, Margaret Wise, like they isn't Ari Salvatore in there, or am I thinking of something else? Ari Salvatore is um, Salvatore. Ari Salvatore. I got a little too spicy with the Ari, name. Ari Salvatore is the is the Drist uh, Drow books. Okay, so, so he's like not... uh, no, no, that's Forgotten okay. Realms. Dragonlance right, is okay. a separate thing. Anyway, so Dragonlance, um, long running fantasy series, uh, been around since. Basically, D&D has been a thing. Uh, Dragonlance is a very popular setting in D&D, and that's where we're getting into this lawsuit between Tracy Hickman, Laura Hickman, and uh, Margaret Wise versus Wizards of the Coast. They're current, you know, holders of the keys of D&D. Which is also basically Hasbro. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But, uh, so basically what it is is, according to the lawsuit... Wizards of the Coast backed out of a deal to let Margaret Wise and Tracy Hickman write a new trilogy, basically putting a cap on the the original Heroes of the Lance story from the like the the books mm-hmm. themselves. Yeah, and uh, they also wanted to do some fifth edition writing for um, some supplemental material. Yeah, for for fifth edition D anD D, and Margaret and. Uh, Terry had finished the fir- had finished the first draft of the first book in the trilogy, and and they were in talks with wizards and their lawyers and uh, Penguin Random Publishing and all that to get the, the books. And then all of a sudden, wizards pulled out and said, "Nope, we're not doing it, and we're not going to uh, we're not going to approve any other th- right." Uh, Basically, it killed the whole project. Just dead in the water. Oh, wow. Okay. We're too busy making these Rick and Morty supplements. They only did the two. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's not like Cryptozoic, where every game they've been putting out lately is a Rick and Morty game. It's just mm. such a weird cash-grabby concept. I mean, I keep thinking about Even buying it, because it just looks weird. Kate, Kate Welch wrote it pretty cool, but it's such a weird... Yeah. Concept. I don't know. Part of the reasoning Wizards is trying to say they pulled out of it is because they're worried about backlash because they've hit a lot of real bad PR moments here lately. Oh, they're afraid they're going to get canceled over something in one of the old books or something? Well, there's nothing in the books that would... Like, one of the things that Wizards kept pushing for this for the rewrites on this draft of this first novel was they wanted more diversity, this, that, and the other... 
which yeah, the old novels. You know, I mean, it's 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 eighties fantasy novels. You know, it's 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 very Tolkien in sword its way. Man, oh, yeah, yeah. Sword orc, man, yeah, orc bad, sword man magic. Actually, it's mostly just dragons. It's lots and lots of dragons, um, wizards. I mean, they're they're good books. They're not bad, and they do also have a tendency to uh, kill named characters in their books. <laughs> uh, not quite the at a level of like say like a George R. R. Martin, but it it gets pretty it gets pretty bad there. And then you got the whole the old George Lucas stand by that nobody buys a toy of a, somebody who's dead. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh yeah. Yeah, nobody buys a toy of a dead character, so you can't kill named characters. <laughs> but anyway, so it's kind of an up in the air thing right now where um, Wizards is pulled out, and so they're coming at them with a breach of contract, breach of um, goodwill faith dealing a whole bunch of stuff there's a really good 40 minute youtube video with this with this guy he's a he's a lawyer he's a copyright lawyer and he goes he's like he's like i know nothing about the you know the aspects of the story or anything like that i just know the legal portions of this and just runs it down it's a really good video oh who's the youtuber is that uh because there's a youtube uh lawyer that i watch oh. from time to time legal eagle i think that's him yeah it's okay him. Is he the guy that that weighed in on the recent uh, Lindsay Ellis? Yeah. Stuff. Yeah. Oh man, have you have you been following that? I have not. Oh, <laughs> it's have pretty not. wild. I've, I've 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 seen her post nebulous, like vague things. Oh, she, but... She's done two videos about it. Mm. Uh, the first one jumped off of a New York Times story about a wolf erotica authors getting into fights about who created these different like genre tropes oh, in geez. in the world of fan fiction yeah and you know, and uh universes mm-hmm. and there there's one particular uh author who keeps uh DMC takedowning other people's books because she claims that she created these very broad concepts oh gotcha and, oh man <laughs> So she, so she does a video about it, mm-hmm. and now she's getting DMCA rolled, rolled take... up in the in the mess with this particular author. Oh wow! Who I feel like if I say their name, like we're gonna get it's it rolled gonna into it down on a, on us. Yeah, even though that probably wouldn't happen. Well, you know, you never. <laughs> but it's don't... not worth a chance. It's not worth a chance. <laughs> don't, yeah. don't tempt fate. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to Beetlejuice this lady into our into our lives. Yeah, <laughs> I just know the the YouTube uh, legal eagle guy from um, he would watch episodes of shows having to deal with uh, like law, uh, like courtroom stuff like he did. He watched the uh, TNG episode Measure of a Man and he watched a random episode of um, Harvey Birdman, attorney at law <laughs> and would judge kind of as they go through the court proceedings, how likely it if they're breaking courtroom at etiquette or like law or whatever and um one thing that i learned is <laughs> harvey birdman is more accurate than star trek when it comes to wow. to courtroom C- courtroom proceedings well, I mean, yeah harvey birdman is technically a law a law show kind of kind of yeah in the loosest way Wait. imaginable. <laughs> Measure of a man. That's the one about well, data. That's the it? one about data. The one yeah. where they, they try to decide whether data is a person or not because uh, what's his name from the Daystrom Institute wants to dismantle him. Yeah. yeah. And, and to find out how he works because according to some people in, in Starfleet, data is property because and not he is a, and not a crew member. He's not a crew member. Yeah. Because he's a living toaster. <laughs> 
did he do the uh, the original series episode with with Pike in the in the machine that oh, lets him beep? You know, I don't know if he's done that one yet. <laughs> yeah, beep. <laughs> one beep for yes, two beep for no. <laughs> oh man, I just watched the Futurama episode where they do that bit. <laughs> oh yeah, where they walk in and out of the box. Yeah. <laughs> uh. <laughs> but that sounds like a hot legal mess. Yeah, I mean it's it it's pretty it bad, does. and it's it's really sad too. Because like I said, it's it's been around forever. Like like Margaret Wise used to work at TSR, the original holders of D and D, like with Gary Gygax himself, mm-hmm. the the creator of Dungeons and Dragons. I mean, it's this. I mean, it's really sad. Like it's a whole awful thing that Wizards is basically going this backing out of this. One, it would have been a very lucrative deal. Uh, for everybody involved, because a lot of the the hardcore D and D nerds always chomping the bit for more Lance. I, and it's a shame because it seems usually seems like Wizards is pretty cool, quote unquote. Like they usually seem like they kind of they get it. Yes and no. I mean, Wizards is a huge company, especially with Hasbro and at their reins now. Well, yeah, they 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 have their hands on so many things, like. I mean, they've got D and D. They've got Magic the Gathering. Um, they just got so much stuff. I mean, Magic probably makes a lot more money than D and D too. I would get. I would guess. Yes and no. I mean, they've gotten more and more strict with D and D stuff over the years. Like back when, like the three point five edition was out, there were so many like side publishing companies that would put out supplements and whatnot, and they were cool with it. Fourth uh, edition was a train wreck i really don't i've i personally do not like that system and then when fifth edition came out they were they were real tight on like no no uh, nobody was allowed to do outside works using the system mm. everything had to be specific for them but it wasn't till i mean i want to say like a couple like maybe two years ago they decided to do a, a more of an open uh publishing right to be able mm-hmm. to do stuff. But it took like a lot of prodding to get him to do it. So we'll see where it goes. I just hope, at least for fans of the series itself, like I'm not the world's biggest fan, but I do have a very good friend who is a huge Dragonlance fan. Yeah. And that's basically my extent of Dragonlance. And maybe a couple of, the, I read a couple of the comics back in the day too. Mm. But that's about it. But we'll we'll see where it goes. Because it, this kind of just started a couple of days ago and it's kind of a living story as, as it would be. Okay. I've just looked it up and magic makes a ton more money than D and D. Oh, I'm sure just piles on piles. Uh, they don't even mention D and D Hasbro doesn't even mention dungeons and dragons in their earnings statements. It doesn't make monopoly makes them more money. <laughs> so it's not a huge priority for them. No, but <laughs> But also with Magic the Gathering, like they 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 bring out a new set like every couple of months. Yeah, like this, literally. It it's like printing money for them because mm-hmm. what it doesn't cost them any money to make cards, and then they sell them at a huge markup, and then they everybody's rich. Yep. <laughs> anyway, hey, let's uh, let's do a couple of really really quick hits before we get out of here because we're actually getting kind of close on time. Uh, so first up, uh, the CW Batwoman TV show released uh, photos of the new Batwoman, and. Uh, it looks like a Batwoman. She looks real cool. She looks cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I believe she's supposed to be a completely different Batwoman. Yeah. She's yes. a different 
person entirely. Yes, yeah. who are the who they are also going to be introducing into the comics. Oh, okay. Uh, relatively soon. That's good. So that's cool. Uh, speaking of people dressing up as things, Tom Holland tweeted a photo of him dressed up as Nathan Drake. Nathan Drake. Nathan Uncharted from the Uncharted. <laughs> yeah. Series of video games. He looks just like him. Yeah. It's nice to see Tom Holland do something that's not Spider-Man. <laughs> I mean, I I love his Spider-Man, but I'm also happy to see him flourish as an actor. Yeah. I mean, he still looks like a small child. <laughs> I mean, yeah. <laughs> but he's, he's definitely going to be those impetual, youthful types. Well, he's, oh, he's yeah. He's playing a young Dr- Nathan Drake he's, anyway. Right. So I forget who plays the adult one. I want to say Mark Wahlberg. And Mark Wahlberg. Is oh, Su- no, Mark Wahlberg is Sully. Oh, well, that makes more sense. Yeah. Um, Nathan Drake, for folks who don't know, he, he's Indiana Jones. But he, like, kills a lot of people. Well, he's Indiana he's, Jones. He's kind of like Indiana... No, like a lot of people. Oh, okay, <laughs> At least okay. in the video games, he kills a lot of people. He's like, he's like, he's like Tomb Raider. He's Guy Tomb Raider. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Uh, let's see, the Fire Emblem, there's a new... Uh, or not a new, the old, they're, the original. They're re-releasing the original NES Fire Emblem, and that never came out in America. Uh, yeah. But now it is. Now it is. It's got a real nice collector's edition that's got like a fake uh, crystal clear NES cartridge. Yeah, it's going to be released in December uh, for digital download, and you only have like a couple months to buy it yeah. because <laughs> Nintendo is tr- testing the waters with this Disney Vault BS. Also, Why? the collector's edition has already sold out in two different places, so you're really? probably not going to be able to get it. Yeah, wow. Uh, let's see. Cyberpunk got delayed again. It's only for 21 days, but still makes me kind of wonder. It's been delayed like three times now, three or yeah. four times. What's going on? Like, you is, okay, guys? Yeah. Is, <laughs> this sounds like there was a compliance issue. Like they found some big, big game-breaking bug at the last minute. And I bet this, I bet there's going to be a huge day one patch. Oh yeah, they've already said there's that. I mean, yeah. they make Project Red makes good games, and yeah, they can keep delaying it as long as it's going to be a great game. I'm, I'm, I don't care. Like people yeah. just get mad about that kind of stuff. Obviously, don't understand the the art and time people, and things. People who get mad about delays are literal children. Like <laughs> if, if you get mad about a game being delayed, grow up. Like yeah. People have to work on these, and people make them. They don't just come out of a. They don't a ma- come out a magic of a magic video a, game tree. Yeah, video game factory. <laughs> actually, that's kind of what it is currently. Yeah, yeah it's actually, kind of a, yeah. It seems with like cr- crunch CD, culture. CD Projekt Red kind of seems like they run a video game sweatshop. But, yeah, well, <laughs> yeah. I mean, Rockstar too. Anyway, yeah, oh yeah, it's not just CD, this is an industry wide issue. It's not it, just CD yeah, Project. it's a yeah, it's a whole thing. Uh, so we had the Twitch DMCA takedown on our list. We're not going to talk about it this week because that deserves a little bit more of a discussion. We don't have the time. But the last thing on our list that I wanted to mention. Also, we've already talked about a bunch of legal stuff, we've, and that would yeah. just be more of it. Yeah, so so we'll save some legal, legal stuff for next week. But uh, the last thing I wanted to mention, there is a trailer for a dumb movie on the level of Money Plane <laughs> called Jiu-Jitsu. I urge everyone go out and watch the trailer for Jiu-Jitsu. It stars a bunch of aging action uh, stuntmen and also Nicolas Cage fighting against an alien in a power armor 
it's like Halo Man versus Mortal Kombat. Yes. <laughs> like, with with it's a predator. Yeah, with you said a little predator. Bit. Yeah, I said yeah. like uh, I said Predator Mortal Kombat. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it looks dumb and fun, and I'll bet it's at least better than Money Plane. Yeah. Man, oh, it's like, got to be better than like, Money Plane. The close-up shots of that alien armor, like it looked like a like it like a like a foam cosplay armor. <laughs> oh yeah. It looked like the design. Do you remember that game Haze? Oh yeah. Yeah. Yes. yeah I, I, all I can remember is the cover art, and it looks. Like it looks like that. Cover yeah. Art. It looks like someone did a bad job trying to do an HR Giger suit. Because it had a lot of a lot of unnecessary lines, yeah. and he he the 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 alien fighter guy, whatever. He looked kind of like he looks kind of like Zero from Borderlands. Yeah, <laughs> but the most important thing, Nicolas Cage is there, and he's the one giving all of the explanation of what's going on. So it's it's gonna be bonkers. And talking about how crazy he is. Yeah, he's talking about how crazy he is, and it, the trailer ends with. Nicholas Cage sword fighting an alien man. Well, doing a front flip. Doing a forward flip by, <laughs> yeah. and also while saying, I can fly too. <laughs> it's so oh, dumb. Wonderful. It's wonderful. <laughs> All right. So, with that, I think we've hit time. So, let's go ahead and wrap things up. You've been listening to a very spooky episode of Nerd Overload. Thank you very much for tuning in. You can find us each and every day over at nerdoverload.com. Do you have the shakes? Do you have the chills? You can find us on. Go so- to a doctor. <laughs> Uh, you can find us on social media at facebook twitter twitch and instagram at nerd overload now you can email us at staff at nerdoverload.com. you can call us on the spooky scary nerd overload hotline uh, the number is 586-372-8020 uh, leave us a voicemail we might play it on the show who's your favorite scary movie villain man Hey, who you gonna call? Well, it's Nerd Overload. <laughs> we didn't uh, play the Ghostbusters theme this Oh, well, next week. We can do it next week. <laughs> uh, we are also on various podcast apps, such as Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, and more. So if you want to listen to any of our back episodes, you can go over there. And finally, I would like to thank David Pencil for the use of our intro and outro. You can find more of his stuff over at davidpencil.com. So again, thank you all for tuning in, and we will be back next week. We're ready to believe you. 